What's up, brother? Howdy. Drinks and dogs, man. Man, it just it just keeps going. We don't stop. We don't quit. Yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> we can't. And you know what? It's not for lack of challenges either. Because as we were just talking before we hit the record button, if people out there only knew what goes on behind the scenes to make one of these episodes, because we are not audio visual guys, we are not computer guys, we're dog trainers and dog owner trainers and business owners. And good golly, Miss Molly, I've been on YouTube for an hour before we started today and I still got problems. You guys have had your own technical challenges. So the public better appreciate the crap out of this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the crazy the the crazy part about it is that like you know like you know like what you said is like you know there's so much that goes into actually producing one of these things like right now typically you're running off the logitech camera and all stuff of that but we're running this off of an ipad because of our freaking computer with <laughs> the computer we have wouldn't work so fun stuff but here we are episode 29 dude so how's everything going i know you said you're doing like a lot more um working out and it's all uh, I think I saw someone in your your post like that you were doing like you were actually like you you were working out and everything like that. So what's going on with that? A uh, big shout out to Chris Tollette. Um, Trin, I gotta I I gotta give this guy a plug. Like holy macaroni salad. Trinity yeah. Alignment. If you go to Trinity Alignment on Instagram, I have fallen in love with the mace. Yeah. You're talking about I mean, the last time. Yeah, and he's been working me through that. Also, shout out to Charlie Keenan, my awesome physical therapist, uh, Rewire Tribe. You can find him on Instagram, Rewire Tribe. So I got two professionals I'm working with, two coaches, you know, which is just, you know, it's the theme that we share to everyone, whether it's dog owners or dog trainers. Like, you got to have coaches. You got to invest in yourself you got to invest in the support you know so yeah i have two separate guys that i've invested in because they're helping me and i'm reaping the rewards immediately so i got that going on that's awesome um i actually just i just joined another mastermind um of uh, entrepreneurs and business owners um called three roads I mean, anybody who is really serious about growing whatever they do, it's yeah. not dog trainers, it's business owners. Um, yeah. I, I highly recommend they just check out uh, Three Roads Coaching and Mastermind. Um, just keep on investing in myself, man, because I'm the one running the show over here. So I need support. I need help. And to think I could do it all by myself is like naive, arrogant like ridiculous so things are going well because i got the support what about you speaking of support i see your arm supported there <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm a I'm, I'm a big dummy so you know what happens with i i, I tore my well i've already, I've already had a torn shoulder so i've been working with a torn shoulder for years now um and then i've ended up popping it out uh there's actually like a video of it like on like on my instagram you can see my shoulder go back like when i was working with wayne's dog that press a the and black one up. yeah oh that's a big dog who's a beast he's awesome so like you know we end up popping out that way because for me like when i get injured i'm always like all right i need to do this i need to do it again because i need to make sure that like you know like i'm not a you know sissy yeah. or like that 
because that's just kind of how I am, like in that sense. So like, and ended up with this thing. <laughs> so we haven't had the time yet to go to the to the hospital yet to go actually get everything taken care of. But now, now it's just you know, it's my strong hand. <laughs> oh my gosh! But you brought up a good you brought up a good point, and uh, I thought like you know when we talk about like mentorship and like people who help advise and coaches and all those things like that like you know i i have uh, and i talked about this on like a you know another uh, the the table that we do where it was like you know like it's important to have like those people in there that will keep you kind of like in line like for me you know i have i have leopoldo sarao uh that i talked to is my jujitsu coach you know i have you know other people that i you know i talked to in that sense but i think it's like really I think it's like it's it's something that's necessary in that sense. Like you have to have somebody who's gonna actually like kind of keep you accountable for everything you're doing and also like teach you what to do too. So like we do that as well. And in the dog training world, I mean mentorship is it's it's slightly dicey. Slightly. Uh, that's why I kind of wanted to be like, I wanted to kind of have like, I wanted to say it and then you like, you kind of carry on with that. So I had to oh, Okay. <laughs> we'll roll with that. I know my role. Uh, yeah. It's not slightly dicey, man. It's, whoo, it's scary. My, uh, a mentor, Terry Macias, used to tell me, he's like, when he started, he started to see that I was like training like people. He's like, Mike, he's like, you're training snakes. Eventually they're going to bite you. And then I was like, oh, and I've seen that over the years. I mean, like, shoot, I mean, Primal's 10 years old now. So I've seen that, you know, transpire, you know, even like recently I've seen that transpire. So like, you know, that's one thing like too, like, you know, if we're trying to offer advice to dog trainers, what what, what is your take on actual like mentorship in the dog training world? I... <laughs> Good mentors are where you find them. Good students, good mentees are where you find them. So I, I don't want to get, I don't want to follow the easy path of saying, oh, you know, the world of dogs and dog training is different. You know what, man? No, it parallels culture. It parallels everything else. I'm sure the the mentorship process, the pitfalls, the landmines are the same in every other industry. You know, I, I have some some good friends, some associates, some colleagues, some clients that are involved in the fitness space, right? Yeah. Well, you need mentors there too, right? You're learning a craft, you're learning a science, you're learning an art, you're learning all these different things, you're running a business, you know, yeah. How do you know if you're involved with the right person? How do you know if you're following the, the, the right person, meaning someone who's going to help you get to where you want to go? You don't, you don't. And, you know, I, I, I think to speak intelligently or productively on the topic, it's for both potential mentors and potential mentees, just stay true to your mission. Like, if you know what you're trying to accomplish, that's a good start. Yeah. And put yourself in places where you will interact and meet, you know, if you're a potential mentee and you're looking for a mentor um, you got to put yourself in the right places that align with your mission that align with your goals like what are you trying to accomplish okay put yourself around people that are accomplishing that 
and you're you're at least setting yourself up to be in the right direction of getting it what you need and that it, like i said that's not a dog training thing that's a anything thing you know and mentors you know you have some common sense you know you should have some people skills you should have a radar you should be able to smell good people from shady people and that is just something that comes with experience and you know you mentioned you know getting bit well sometimes you got to get bit a bunch of times to learn and hopefully you learn from those mistakes you learn you identify what maybe led to that and you don't repeat the patterns that put you in that position that got you bit um i, I think one thing for, for potential mentees is if you run into somebody who's you know there's a difference between a teacher and a tyrant yep exactly and if someone's trying to lock you down and prohibit your thought and you know don't listen to this person don't listen to that person da 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 da, da. you know that's a red flag i tell all my mentees and people that i work with like no i want i want you out there i want you listening cuz i know i can't control that so all i can do is give you a lens to look at that through and encourage you to compare and contrast and eventually come to your own conclusion uh, that's that's like you know it's it's kind of like i mean as, like you said you kind of have to have that lens as far as like understanding or like understanding like reading people how like this is a good person this is not a good person or whatever it may be like you have to understand like who you're working with but also i think the other aspect of it too is that what happens in the dog world and we've talked about this before is you know you get a a mentee and like you know sometimes you know i like for me like my my mentor was extremely <laughs> was was pretty tough on me and everything like that but like you never traded sides so i mean other aspect of it too is like loyalty that three-year period four-year period where you know dog trainers go ahead and like all of a sudden think that they're they know everything and it's just <laughs> <laughs> and it happens and it and it's almost comical because I've I've seen this over and over and over. Because like me, I encourage like anyone that works with me, anyone that like you know does like that. Like I always encourage like people to like go ahead and like do other seminars, learn from other people, do these things. You know, and when it comes to actual like primal canine stuff, like I want them to like you know obviously they have to follow what we're doing for our own. Like for that way, it's all consistent when we do group classes and private lessons, and it's not different. But I always encourage people to get gain more knowledge. Because I mean, like, that's the most important thing. But I man, knowledge is a dangerous thing, especially when like you're young in the game. And you get a little bit. And what is that Dunning Kruger effect? What it's called? Like people should Google Dunning Kruger effect. And it's this process of which you get a little information. It's how people relate and behave in accordance with the information they've gained and how long they've been involved, right? With anything. So you gain a little bit of knowledge and suddenly you're cocky, arrogant, you think you know it all, but the more you stay in the game and the more you learn, the less you think you know. And you start to realize, holy crap, there's a lot I don't know. And you actually can find yourself maybe a little bit more insecure with your ability and your knowledge when you get over that first hump because yeah. you realize oh my gosh this is a never-ending journey i'm i 
I don't know as much as I thought I did. Did There's a whole world of things I don't know. And I realize that I might not even presently be aware of how much I don't know. And that's when you start to get a little more of a realistic perspective on where you're at. That's also where people can, can fall off because they can get discouraged. And that's what separates those who are going to be in it for the long haul is those who are like, no, I, I get it. Like, there's a lot more for me to learn. I'm excited to be in here. I'm excited to keep learning, but I can tell by what's happening in front of me. I, I do have some competency. I am getting better. I am learning. I mean, the same dude. Okay. Same thing happens in jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> like, think about it. Think about the transition from white belt to blue belt. Well, and purple belt syndrome. Like, <laughs> or when you get into there. Yep. It, it's you. In the beginning, you're like overwhelmed, but then all of a sudden you get some tools and you're like, ha, 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 yeah. And some people walk away at that point. Um, but then those of us who stick it out, all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap. Like, I don't know anything. Like, but, oh, like, wow. And that's one of the things that like when it when it comes to, like, I, I mean, that's actually the perfect, like, almost like correlation when it comes to like dog training and jujitsu dog. and dogs i mean because i mean <laughs> uh i'll show a video of ozzy right now of uh, doing that stuff so like you know when when it comes to learning i feel like that learning curve is like they come up they they, they apprentice they do these things and like you know they they go into it and then you know three years and they're very confident right so I'm like you know thinking about like, you know again, again jujitsu three years to come into it, like typically you're at your blue belt or purple belt, depending on how much you're training at that time. And then you kind of get wrecked in brown belt and then you go to black belt and they're like, oh, you're much calmer in that sense. So you, and then you kind of like, it almost like, it's like a mental thing where you start to understand because you get hyped and then you learn how to control it. And like now, now you understand the techniques and the tools and all the things that like come, come with it. Right. Like everything that comes with it. Mm -hmm. So in dog training, like, you know, especially with social media, like we talk about this all the time, you know, you get pumped up on social media. Everyone's like, Oh, you're great. Everything's great. You know, they're like, Oh, that's, you know, whatever you're doing an amazing job. And then you finally realize like, Oh, you don't know shit. Like <laughs> you literally just don't know anything because you get wrecked, you know, like you get wrecked in that sense or you should get wrecked in that sense. And you're talking about jujitsu. And then it kind of just develops from there like that. I mean, that happened to me, you know, when I was like three years in the three, four years in the game and like, you know, dog training when we were like building it up in Primal Canine, like, you know, we were, I was building Primal Canine, building all those other trainers. I was like, oh man, this is great or whatever. And then my, my mentor came and told me, he's like, hey man, like scale back and pretty much put me in place. He's like, you need to like understand these things because like you're not as uh not as great as you think you are right now mm -hmm. just because you're getting that you know people telling you like oh you're doing good all these other things like that you know doesn't mean that actually you're doing good okay so what measuring sticks are used what metrics of success are should people be thinking about in terms of identifying where they're at like you just said you were feeling this way you're growing your mentor came in and said ah, ah, ah. So what metrics were you using or what metrics do you think people should use to identify, are you successful in your business, your dog training business? 
Well, I think it's more of a, I mean, obviously, if you look at the financial aspect of things, right, like financial aspect of things, like you're, you're getting bigger, like you make more money, like, you know, all these things happen, right? But that's all, that's also how things can get out of control, you know, because you look at the financial value of it. But if we're talking about actually like dog training and like training in general, like you, I, don't, I, I tell my guys all the time, I was like, you should never feel like you're here. It always should be like you're here trying to get here no matter if you have a million dollars in the bank or whatever the hell it is it should always be like you're here and you're just trying to get there because if you're looking at yourself if like you're you learn so much and like all this other stuff like that then like there's no room for growth there's no room for that because at that point you think that you're she's gonna hate me for this king shit like <laughs> like for you know you're gonna always look at it that way but I think the most important thing is always looking at your looking at it. And this is what, you know, Terry told me this, you know, always looking at your life as like you are obviously be confident in yourself, but look at it, look at it as if you started from the, the, the bottom and you're still starting from the bottom because it right, so, does great growth. So what's more important, you being happy with the dog when they leave or the client being happy with the dog when they leave? <laughs> So that's a tricky one because <laughs> I know that's why I'm gritted as I asked that question. <laughs> so like that's a tricky one because like for me, I I know my expectations are much higher than the client's expectations. Cause I want like them to go home and be like, oh man, this dog's like amazing, like all this other stuff like that. So I'll hold on to dogs for a while of uh, doing those things. So my for me, it's more about what my expectations are on the dog. Cause I know my expectations are much higher than the actual dog owner because sometimes these guys just want like, you know, sit down, heal, you know, not even to stand like, you know, all the other things like that. So like, for me, that's my expectation on it. So I try to, I try to hold it to the highest expectation possible when it comes to actual, you know, like the training things like we, I mean, we've done, I mean, we we do we've hold we've held dogs for like oh let's say uh, boarding train for example you know we've held boarding trains for freaking two months even though they they spent this one price for twenty one days but because that dog is not where I think it's at or where it should be at we'll hold on to it so that's kind of, I guess yeah so it'd be more of a on a me thing or a company thing on our side. I think one of the challenging aspects of, you know, being a dog training entrepreneur, and I see this and not just in my own journey, but I've seen it in others is balancing that idea of what you want for the dog versus what the client wants for the dog. Now I'm talking about pet dog training. Yeah. Right. Comp, I think comp dog stuff's way easier because you're dealing with a different dog owner. You're dealing, it's much more clear to define what they want, you know, because typically if it's sport or comp stuff, like there's point structures involved and we can, we yeah. have this wonderful metric, like is the dog performing according to the standard of the scorecard, but with pet dogs, that's different. And I've seen folks who are heavily involved in sport, uh, trainers who are heavily involved in sport, the lines get a little blurry 
when of course there isn't much money in that that's a, a labor of love um but the lines get blurry when they then are working with that pet dog client. And when I say blurry, I mean, I mean, right down to how a behavior is taught. Yep. And, and I went through this on my own little, you know, my journey has been up and down, like it's all right, pet dog stuff. And then it's like, oh, I'm involved in sports stuff. And then I'm involved in, you know, high level training that no one's competing in. And it's just for personal. And then it's okay. I'm back with pet dogs again. And then it's, I'm playing with new stuff with my own dogs. And I think one of the, a good example of this that I've spoke about with my mentees is the place behavior. The place behavior is such a wonderful singular behavior to have so many discussions about dog training on because I see it used in different ways. I know I use the place behavior in a, in a way I don't see very many people use it in terms of training. Um, But let's just talk about, you know, at one point in time, the way I was training it. And I remember I was very much intoxicated by the power of markers as I got really good at using them. I got better at using them. I started using a mechanical marker, AKA a clicker and like started really playing with. Started talking. Huh? That's how me and you first started talking. That was literally like one of the first conversations me and you ever had. Oh, about clicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool tool. Um, yeah. So I was pretty drunk on the, the amazing power of communication with my own dogs and dogs I was working with. And I, I started to see a problem. And the problem is what we as a dog trainer want from a dog and forgetting the client and forgetting what the client wants. So I might teach a place behavior and what you'll get or what you could get if it was a if it was a dog that I was handling, owning and I planned on do I absolutely planned on doing sport with, right? Or competing with. When my dog's on place, you're going to see them ears up like eager they hit that place, they hammer on it, they're staring at you and they are, and here's the key thing, ready for the next command. Yeah. Do that with a pet dog. And ask yourself, is that what they want? Is that what the, does the pet owner want? Or maybe not even what they want, because lots of times they just don't understand. Can Is that what they should have? As opposed to a dog who goes to a place and their ears aren't up, they're chill, they're relaxed, they might even put their head down and just chill and hang out there and take a nap. Well, you can get those two very different pictures from a dog based on how you teach the behavior, based on how you train it, based on all the little interactions and lessons that take place and training that same behavior. Two different trainers can get very different results from very similar dogs based on the path they go. And that is determined by remembering what the mission is. What it, who's your client? What are you trying to achieve? And I see that, I saw that with myself and I see it with others, especially if they're heavily involved in sport, forgetting the dogs that are paying the bills aren't competing in sports. 
the dog owner doesn't want that dog that's like fired up at the end of every command, especially stationary commands, looking for the next thing, you know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's not what they want. And honestly, they couldn't handle that. That They, they need a more subdued, more mellow, more relaxed, biddable experience with the dog. Does that make sense? So that's one thing like that's different. Like I tell these guys, like, especially because we just got a whole bunch of trainers in or we had like, you know, uh, my new trainers that came in from other parts of the country who don't understand like California. So this is the thing is California has this whole like positive enforcement thing that's happening right now. Uh, they're trying to ban e-collars, bra collars, all these things. So when a dog, you know, let's say if we do a dog who's not happy to do the command, all of a sudden the dog is suppressed. All of a sudden the dog has been necessarily, or you know, not really, but you know, they think like, oh, the dog is abused or whatever it may be. You know, like, you know, all, all those things, if the dog's not peppy to do things. So finding the balance between the two things, and as, and as a trainer, we see these things normally. Like we do like, oh, hey, like, you know, maybe the dog's just kind of like, just a flat dog. You know, like we're not correcting, overcorrecting the dog. But communicating that to the actual handler, like that's one of those things like, well, why is my dog so like calm and relaxed? I want him to be happy because we've gotten so much of this like, like hippie-ish like style of training where everything needs to be positive and all this other stuff like that. Like that's where you start to see, that's why, that's where I start to see the difference. So we pump dogs up a little bit just so they look, you know, they're happy and everything like that. But like, you know, the, Meanwhile, like you said, you know, the owner wants a dog who's nice and calm, but they don't got a dog that's nice and calm. They got a dog who wants to work. They want to do these things. So expectation versus reality is very different. Especially if a dog owner doesn't understand fundamental canine body language, you know, like, oh, that dog looks sad. And I'm like, no, that dog's actually being incredibly polite, like a yep. polite dog is often labeled as a sad dog because of body posture like the way, why is the dog approaching you with his head lower because he's super polite and respectful and doesn't want to run afoul of me and like but he is coming to me and he is tail is wagging and he's rubbing up against me and he's giving and receiving affection he's not sad he's just being really polite or they'll see a dog who's actually being a rude, obnoxious, pushy jerk and go, oh, that dog's happy. It has nothing to do with happiness and sadness. It has to do with, you do realize that dog is intentionally disrespecting you. Yeah. Like that, that dog is actually kind of pooping on you right now and you don't know it, but they won't know it until they get into a situation where they go to like take a ball or they go to take a bone or they go to sit on the couch, the dog's on the couch and they're like, well, why is the dog growling at me? And it's like, you remember all those times you thought he was like being happy? He was actually being a prick. And now you're seeing it in a different context and you're not connecting the dots because you don't even understand body language. That's one of the, that's, that's another thing we talk about all the time is that like dog trainers typically will like kind of reformat how they're doing their training based on what they post online. Because elaborate. They'll, elaborate. So like basically like you know you see it like people will be like you know I, I've seen it a bunch of times which is like some of the mentees I have and like the apprentices and shadow programs we have is that they're like oh I start you know I got blasted online so I'm not gonna like train this way or I'm not gonna show it that way so they start doing different things because of what someone else has like been saying on there because that's how much power that online has 
on some, on, on especially the new dog trainers, people who are going to be watching this stuff. You know, it, it's something that that power has there. So it's like reformatting like your your program based on criticism. From people that don't know how to spell dog. Exactly. It's like, like, and that's a tough one. I mean, like I, I was telling my guys already, like we did a, so obviously like, you know, we're, we're progressive dog trainers and I'll, I'll use the term progressive because we are progressive in that sense, you know, it's not it's something that we continuously push, you know, like, and then you get, you know, bang, 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 bang. People are like, oh, maybe we should switch the way that we, you know, not, not me particularly, but some dog trainers will go like, oh, you know, we got to switch the format. And that can be hindering to the actual business. And that's actually hindering to the actual dog itself. Welcome to the world of dog training 2023. Right. And balancing all that. And we talked about, you know, this is an ongoing theme that, yes, will come up in, you know, almost every episode of the show is, you know, how to, and I think it should, how to manage social media, how to manage what you put out, how to, you know, I don't, and I'm sure you've noticed, I know other people have noticed, like, I don't give a lot of tutorial type stuff on social media. I just don't. Now I'm aware that those types of posts, those, that type of content seems to be what hits hard in terms of uh, engagement and the algorithm and stuff because people are looking for quick tips and they're looking for quick fixes and hacks. And really? I know me, me personally, I'm always trying to balance my own ethical uh, values, my position with the fact that I do need to be somewhat productive on social media. I have to be, it's a, it's a necessary evil right now. And it's like, well, how do I, how do I maintain a successful growth while not compromising my own principles and values. And, you know, I've been stuck at 12,000 followers on Instagram for over a year. Like, I'm just, it's like, I'm stuck. And it's like, okay, cool. Now, do I have some plans for some changes I'm going to make? Of course I do. But it's only through massive amounts of thought, reflection, contemplation, speaking to my mentors, speaking to my advisors and being like, all right, this is what I, I need to make changes, but I'll never do this. I'll never do that. Like here are my hard lines in the sand. Like I, I, because it's like, it'd be irresponsible for me to give too much tutorial stuff because then someone comes out, they see it real quick. They go to try it and they either get, you know, massively wrong or unproductive or dysfunctional results or they get hurt or a dog gets hurt and it's it's tough so i try to provoke thought more than anything else um i know i need to i'm reflecting on going about it a little bit differently moving forward um but that's a whole nother topic but it's tough to think about what you put out there because there's what gets hits but what about the collateral damage there's co there's collateral damage there is absolutely Absolutely. I mean, that's a, uh, so, you know, that, uh, the dog, have you seen the dog park video that I put out? It's like on a, it's on my personal page. It's like dog parks are bad. It's a, it's a talking head video, right? It's like you talking. Yeah. Yep. I saw that one. So that one, and this is something like, I think that's really important because I mean, dog trainers in general, like, you know, you work seven days a week, you have dogs on you all the time. 
it's really important and like that we talked about this all the, the all the time like the mental health aspect of things it's so like we do we did a the dog park video and like you know they reposted it and you know it's because the media you know the media team they're constantly flushed like constantly grinding out because that's just how we roll like do like i literally put like we literally put like uh the dog i started this whole company with down like just because he had he was he was dying and then wake up to like you're a dildo you're a clown like a bunch of you know a bunch of like negative things right so you wake up to that stuff and like you know how negatively that can affect you and then as a dog trainer in your own business even though like you know obviously like you know primal canine like we are we're fairly established mm -hmm. like we're pretty much like you know we're like we're very high up in that thing like we do a lot of different things but that stuff like that that Dude, that should piss me off, man. <laughs> that, that was, I was extremely mad for multiple, I'm still mad, you know, in that sense, because, you know, talking about how you can communicate online is very much important. Mm -hmm. And then managing those communications in terms of the messages that you're receiving. So, yeah. you know, you look at it, if we were to look at like bandwidth, right? I like to use the term bandwidth. Like how much bandwidth do you have for this? Or I might say, Hey, right now I don't have the bandwidth for that. Like yeah. someone comes to me personally, or someone comes to me with something. It's like, not right now. I, I'd rather not engage when I know I don't have the bandwidth because now I'm going to be more susceptible to engaging in a dysfunctional, or I won't be as functional as I want to be for that task. And, you know, you were dealing with a, incredibly significant loss so your bandwidth is pretty heavily consumed with uh, dealing with that the best way you can well now all of a sudden you're dealing with a bunch of idiots saying yeah. a bunch of things that they would never say to your face and you know on a regular tuesday you with you know, nothing else going on. You might just look at it and be like, yep, whatever. But when your bandwidth is consumed by life, loss, the reality of the world, it's like, it, 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 all right. It might, it's stung a little bit more, you know, and I know what that feels like is there are some days those comments roll right off my back. There are other days they sit there longer than they should. And sometimes that just, that might just be two seconds. It lingered for two seconds longer than it should have. And I think that's just something that we have to recognize as a reality and just constantly work at getting better about it. But I think about, like you said, the new dog trainers, new people into this world, yep. or even new dog handlers. Like, I don't want to exclude them from this. Like people who have a dog. And I, I see this with my clients, dude. Like, they start to see dogs for what they are. They start to learn how to communicate with them. They start to have really functional relationships with their own dogs. So then they start posting their success on social media. Yeah. Now, mind you, I might've met them in a Facebook group, a breed specific Facebook group, which you already know what those groups are like. You know, it's a yeah. hundred thousand people who can't get their dog to come when called, but they <laughs> all will judge the snot out of everyone else. And I've seen numerous clients start to post some really inspiring successes that they've had, like really big wins with their dog. And their first reaction is they notice they get no, they get very little feedback or engagement on their post in comparison to when they posted a picture of their dog when it was overweight on the couch and out of control. 
They got a lot of feedback then, but now they post their dog like appropriately coming to a heel position or their dog coming when called or their dog patiently waiting to be fed. And they're super proud of themselves. And I'm glad they're proud of themselves. But either A, they don't get the engagement they did previously, or B, the engagement they do get is freaking toxic. Like these people who can't control their own dogs will start shitting on my client for, look at, why is your dog sitting there? Why don't you just feed them? Like, well, no, I'm teaching them impulse control and respect and manners. Like what's, oh, you're, you're, you're a dictator, you're a tyrant. And they start like talking crap. And I've had to do a lot of coaching and support to my own clients to be like, listen, listen, it's okay. You're doing the right thing. Are you happy with what's going on with your dog? Yes, I am. Okay. Then these strangers on the internet, they don't matter. Exactly. I mean, like, that's the thing you put, you put your content out there to help the people that can actually absorb or lensing that, like you put it out there just to be like, Hey, like, I'm proud of what I did. Like if my dog, like dude did this, you know, it's great. And you know that you're doing it ethically, you know, you're, it's moral, like, you know, you all the stuff that going there. But the thing too, is that like, uh, we, what's the term you kid, you know, this one is it anamorphosize or what's the, Oh, anthropomorphize. So like when you you're just like you start to put your own human feelings into what it dogs because you because you're so soft that you want everything to be positive, but in reality life is balanced. You know life is hard in general, so dogs have that same sense. And you know we got to remember how we created dogs, how dogs became dogs. You know they're not wolves. You know it's not it's they're dogs. You know we created them to be biddable. They have structure. They need both aspects of things mm-hmm. we have this like you know this and, and, and it's the 2023 or 2022 i mean actually probably started you know a long long way ago but we have this like, idea that things need to be like this purely positive thing because we want our life to be purely positive so everyone goes online and they're like see me car see a prong collar you know see all these other things and there's like they start destroying like these new dog trainers like mental health because they said like you said they can't even recall their own dog they started doing all it's like theoretical training versus actual theoretical and like our applicational training mm-hmm. so it's yeah, like all- the, the science says and it's like okay first off you do realize behavioral science isn't real science because you can't come to true conclusions on brain stuff like no one ever wants to talk about that like behavioral science is not chemistry it's not physics that those things have math involved. Those things have undeniable, provable hypotheses that can be tested and recreated over and over again. That's what makes them become laws, right? So you have a theory and you have a law. Well, there are no laws in behavioral science. Let me say that again. There are no laws in behavioral science because you can't actually prove anything in behavioral science to the standard of it becoming a law. It's all theory. It is all theory. So when people start talking about, well, science says, it's like, do you even know what science is? Because yeah. if you did, you'd know that behavioral science is kind of not a real science. Um, it's just observations and you can create experiments, but it's really tough to prove and recreate because you're dealing with something intangible, which is psychology or the brain. And we're not talking about brain chemistry. We're talking about abstract thought, feelings, emotions. And, you know, People start getting, like we talked about earlier in the show today, like a little bit of knowledge 
but then you think you know everything and it's like cool you read a book i'm glad you read a book reading books is good reading is fundamental now, now go out and recreate it with an animal and let's and show me what happens uh, did you read all of the book did you just read the first page did you read the middle page did you only read the page that agreed that validated your thought but you didn't read the hundred pages that contradicted it um and meanwhile the dog owner achieving success with their animal and improving a functional relationship is just out there like what's happening like i did all this great stuff with my dog and everyone's telling me i should burn in hell or the new dog trainer who put something out on social media and how they truly helped a dog or they saved it. They literally saved a dog's life. They, they, they took a dog that was about to make some mistakes that was going to end its life. And they taught that dog to never make those mistakes again. And they're feeling really good about themselves. They put something on social media and then the ignorant mob is like burn in hell. And you're like, wait a minute. I just, I just saved this dog's life. Like, what, what, huh? What? Huh? And it's like, yeah, stop caring about what strangers think. I mean, I had a, so I, I, I don't know how to log into it anymore because I'm really bad with having too many passwords, but like I actually had a truly personal Instagram account, meaning it had nothing to do with dogs. It was personal. You know how many posts I had on it? One. <laughs> One, and that post was the, was the profile picture. Yeah. <laughs> now I followed a bunch of stuff. I followed things that I personally enjoy. You know, I followed a bunch of knife pages. I've had followed a bunch of like dirt bike pages, um, all, all kinds of stuff like that. I had no posts. The reason why? Because I don't give a crap about telling any of you what I'm doing. If you're my friend, you know about what I'm doing because I'll call you about it or we're talking about it or you're involved in my life like that. Like there were no posts on there because I could give two craps about putting posts on social media for, for personal reasons. Like that's not what I was using it for. I was using it to learn how to, I followed a bunch of, uh, I'm obsessed with um, pages where they show you how to tie fishing knots. <laughs> like they give you these cool instructionals and not that I fish as much as I'd like to, but like I thought little stuff like that, like stuff that's cool to me. I didn't have any posts. I don't have any posts. My Instagram now, it's it's for business. As personal as some of it might look, it's all connected to business. My Facebook, it's 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 rooted in business. I don't care to tell people what I had for dinner. <laughs> like now, if I put a post like that, I guarantee you there's a reason why I did it. I'm playing with an algorithm. Um, or maybe I I just want the public to know I'm a human being. You know, like I am human. I do have things I enjoy doing, um, but somehow it's all connected to how I want dog owners or dog trainers or people out there who follow me to grow in some way, or it, it's for the purpose of helping people grow. It's not for the purpose of, I just want people to see what I had for dinner. Yeah. You, I use mine for the sense of like, it's like, obviously like we've talked about this before, like, you know, my lifestyle, my life started very rough you know, in, in, in the world. So I use mine, you know, it's obviously for business and everything like that, but I use it for the uh, aspect of transparency and people that can relate, mm -hmm. you know, cause at certain point, at certain points of time, like we've talked about, like when you get shit on online and like you deal with people like that, you, you feel alone. Like you feel alone in that. In this, and, you know, in our industry, when you're working seven days a week, you got a bunch of dogs going on you can feel that alone real quick. So at certain points, like in my career, I was very much like, damn, like, 
you know, you get a little bit like it gets a little funny, like life gets a little funny. So you try to relate to other like for me, like, I, I'll, you know, I look at other not even the dog trainers, other people who put that out there, that information out there as inspiration. So they don't, you know, you know, and nothing bad happens to them. Right. You know, anything like that. So like that's why like, I use mine for business, but I also use the transparency of what my life is like just so people can be like, oh, hey, like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm good. You know, he got through it so I can get through it. Well, it's for helping. Why don't we, why don't we oversimplify it for helping? Yeah. Helping what? Well, it all depends on the post. Sometimes I might be helping a dog. Sometimes I might be helping a dog owner. Sometimes I might be helping a dog trainer. Maybe I might be helping someone who doesn't have a dog, doesn't want a dog, but they relate to my content in some way and it's going to help them. It just so happens our businesses also revolve around helping, yeah. right? Like when you're a dog trainer, at the end of the day, your business exists in the capacity of helping. Exactly. You're helping. You're service. You're helping. So we talked about before. We're problem solvers. You know, at the end of the day, like whether it's, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've well, I don't know if we've ever referenced this before, but Kitty, like you know, like sometimes people like like you guys are marriage counselor or counselors or therapists in that sense. Like people talk about that. You know, like how like we it's it's all communication. Yep. So that, all of that's. It. All. Yeah, it's all communication. It's just learning how to communicate. If people think dog training, or if you're a new dog trainer, if you go into the the aspect of it thinking like, oh, we're just training a dog, like, yeah, you are training a dog, but you're also training a person how to communicate with a dog, which in return helps them communicate with the rest. Everyone of else in their life, if they choose to adopt the principles, yeah, yeah, and like then that's something that we're pushing. We push hard here at Primal for that. You should because that's how you should dog train <laughs> well and that too you mentioned you know you got some awesome you got some awesome personalities who just joined the squad out there from different parts of the country and like it it matters like they have to learn like okay you're not in kansas anymore you yeah. here's where you are you have to understand your audience you have to understand your student and i always say one of the most important skills of being a good teacher is being a good student because when you're a teacher, you are a student of your student, as, as awkward as that sounds. You are a student of your student. You have to learn who you're teaching. You have to learn how they communicate. You have to learn their strengths, their future strengths. You have to learn their triggers, their soft spots. We talked about that you know, last episode with that post I did. Like You have to learn about them if you have any intention, any hope, any you know, mission at influencing their life their knowledge, their behavior, you have to learn who they are. And that is impacted by region. It's impacted by location. Yeah. You know, heck, even within the state of California, you travel to different areas as I've traveled now, thanks to canine street league, getting me out to California and checking that state out. Like I've, I've seen very different social climates within the same state. And I will, I will say this, California, out of all the states I've been to, I'll, I'll be, Katie, I'm gonna, actually going to be in Florida, um, February 26th in Orange County. You Okay, I saw those dates. I didn't know if you were coming or not. So I'm only coming to the law enforcement one. I'm literally, it's a day trip if you want to come hang out. 
I might be able to do that. So like I don't know I geographically I'm really ignorant so I don't know it's it's, a, it's, it's like an, if I I think I know where you're going because I saw the post I think that's like an hour and a half from me so if you're going to be there for the day I think that's a Sunday the 26th because 25th is a Saturday yeah I got to fly out I got to I have to fly out so I'm going to fly out there and do this thing for uh, Ray Allen and for the guys over there so we're going to move we're going to I'm going to actually you know off topic but, but no, keep me in the loop on that keep me in the loop I'll see if I can run out there awesome. But like you're saying, like, you know, like, you know, everything that we do in dog training is very much so it, it, you know, we've said it before a thousand times. It's not dog training. You know, what? even when it comes to mentoring and, you know, shadow programs, it's it's a lot of we as dog trainers, as much people want to say, like, oh, hey, like you're playing with puppies, like you're not playing with puppies, like you're literally like you can play with puppies, but you're actually like helping people in their lives and that's what's most important that's why we do what we do is to help people get better in whatever the communication aspect of it i mean shoot me like dogs for example for me you know before before dogs like i was i didn't talk i was very like you know you know when i got into like you know fighting in prison and everything like that i didn't like i was not much of a i didn't talk i was never saying anything like even when we first started talking like i was very much like very very much not like a, a communicative person but dogs help you communicate understanding how to communicate is very important and that it translates it translates to the rest of your life mm -hmm. if you let it if you, you let it be accepting. yeah you have to be accepting and if if i can do it you guys can do it and it's it's, it's very important he ain't lying world listen to him yep it's very very important you know, it's very, very important that you, you understand that stuff. Like that's the whole purpose of drinks and dogs, you know, what we're doing, you know, besides building the culture and building a better culture and understanding, you know, that's a, it's a very important thing. Lead by example, sir. That's what we got to do. Shit. That's what we're, I got a freaking media team already downstairs right now. And I got to film a bunch of other stuff. And like, I hate being on camera. So it's like, it's very much like, I'm like, Oh, great. <laughs> See, I don't mind it. I just don't have the team to help me. So I actually have some filming to do today. And you know how hard it's going to be when you're a solo and like go on one side of the camera, make sure it's focused, then go back on the other. Oh, you found out it's not focused. You record 20 minutes worth of stuff. You watch it, you review it. And it was out of focus the whole time or the mic cable wasn't plugged in properly. Ooh. Ooh. Dude, I can, there's no way, bro. I, mean, yeah. I used to do that in the beginning, but there's like already, I'm just like, like, all right, camera's on. I'm like, God, all right, turn it on and then go from there. Mm -hmm. All yep. right, actually, I do have to do a sponsorship um, shout out here. Do so it to Ray Allen K9. Uh, or, or yeah, Ray Allen K9 .com forward slash K9 uh, SL. Use the Primal 10 code for all your dog training needs. If you go to Ray Allen, Ray Allen is amazing. They have a bunch of different stuff. It doesn't need to be working dog stuff. They have pet stuff. They have tons of hundreds. I mean, I mean, I don't even know how many things are on there. There's tons of things on there. Um, so yeah, uh, Ray Allen, forward slash K9SL. KD, Socratic K9. Check it out. www.socratick K9 spelled out C-A-N-I-N-E. Follow me on Instagram at KD Matthews find all kinds of good stuff. You won't get tutorials, that's for sure. 
but I'll get you in the right direction. Uh, Canine Blueprint, always open enrollment, well, always currently still in open enrollment, meaning I am absolutely willing to talk to dog owners who want to learn how to be the best dog owner they can be in that program. That's how you can find me, Socratic Canine, at Katie Matthews on Instagram. There you go. And then we also have a whole new thing going with Canine Streetly coming up right now. Let's up with that. So we have three tour or we're going to start with the catalyst, uh, which is Katie, if you want to get out here February 7th, uh, it's going to, the catalyst is like a, like a, it's like a big venue, like a bunch of like bands go there. Uh, and so they're, they wanted us to come in there and do a bite night. So we're doing a bite night at the catalyst in Santa Cruz on February 7th. And I have, Jacques Bonnet, Chris Corley, Michael Herman, Corey uh, Styles, uh, Chris Psycho Sykes, he's going to be there. Uh, myself will be there. Hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm not missing anybody because I have a horrible memory. Um, it's going to be a full-blown night of event. Bar, DJ, the ground star, um, Rory, he'll be there. Um, Oscar Mora is going to be there. Richard King is going to be there. Uh, we started that out, and that's the first start to Road to Street League. So, like that, because Road to Street League at that point, I don't know how the dates, but after that, we'll go to Florida. We're going to be in Florida, then we're going to be in Houston, and then we're going to be in Memphis. And then everyone might, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not give too much detail, but we're, then we're going to end up in trial four in New York. Mm hmm. I've been I've been busy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. So lots of fun stuff on the way uh, with Street League stuff. So make sure you guys pay attention to the Canada Street League page because we have a whole little media packet coming out and you know, you'll you'll see everything. Good stuff. I'll start getting my voice ready. Right. Start, start having my honey and my tea. You and Bob, you, know, you guys are gonna be doing so much work. <laughs> Dude. but so let's wrap this one up i appreciate you brother back at you always a pleasure make sure you guys share subscribe comment do everything we need for the algorithm stuff and yeah guys good to talk to you buddy talk to you later see ya